Welcome to another episode of the MaxCast. I'm Max Marcus, and today we have a great guest, a very funny comic. You might have seen him on Comedy Central, At the Cellar, and from the very critically acclaimed podcast, Sex E in the City. How's it going, Ian? What's up, Max? How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad we could finally get it together to do it. Yeah, this is... um. This is episode 20 of the Max cast. So it's wow. Big, 19 big too many, some would say, but that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. I um I wanted to start off with because you're also um Philly sports fan, right? I like the Phillies. That's it. Like really. the Phillies. Uh, yeah. well, I'll still talk about. Did you see or hear about the, the Eagles game last night? No, but I'm interested to because a lot of people have been talking about it and uh, I don't know anything about it. It's great. It was a real like dickhead Philly move that they did and I support every part of it. So basically Why? What, what happened? The uh the Giants won uh their final game of the season and all they needed to do to make the playoffs was for uh the Eagles to beat the Washington football team. Uh-huh. Uh and they were it was a close game they could have won and then at like after halftime they just benched their quarterback who's actually good and put in a guy who hasn't played since 2018 really <laughs> yeah and they basically threw the game and i think it was to get a better draft pick and to screw over the giants <laughs> that's amazing i love that intentionally throwing the game yeah. so that their arch nemesis can't proceed to the playoffs yeah. So now the Giants are fucked. Yeah, the Giants are not in the playoffs now because oh because my god, through that game. And oh my was, god. And it was all all day. It was just people like Giants fans tweeting. I can't believe I'm saying this, but go Eagles, fly Eagles, fly. <laughs> That's awesome. I love before that so even, much. Before it was even over, I was like, the most Philly thing we could do is just uh, throw the game just to hurt the Giants. And that's what we went with. And That's incredible. I'm so happy about that. Good. Fuck New York sports teams. And it's so funny because everyone's just like, how can anyone be proud of this? It's just like such a shameful display of sportsmanship for the Eagles. And I was like, no, that's my favorite thing I've ever seen in football. I mean, that's perfectly on brand for the Philadelphia Eagles. Not like the Eagles recently. This is like some 90s Eagles shit of just yeah. like terribly barbaric play. <laughs> now, I like the Eagles when Wes Hopkins was on the team. That's who I liked. Yeah. I liked Wes Hopkins, Randall Cunningham. Emmett Smith, or no, Emmett Smith wasn't on there. Um, who was there? Running back, Herschel Walker. Yeah, yeah, Reggie White. That's the Eagles I liked. Yeah, I um, I don't know the players. I don't know football as well as like basketball, so I don't even know players. I really just liked Nick Foles because he won the Super Bowl for us, and it was just mm. fun getting drunk in Philly and chanting "Big Dick Nick." Because that was the... Uh, oh, wow. People chanted that? Yeah, people chanted that um, down the streets of Philly. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I want people to chant Big Dick Ian. Yeah. Where Whenever I get on the subway. Yeah. Although next time we're on the subway together, I'll, I'll start that. Oh, up. that's so fun when we see each other on the subway. I love that. I know. I, I know. That. We become little subway pals. Yeah. And I, I always that. see Max and I go, are you really high right now? And you're like, yeah, I just smoked a ton of weed. I'm going to an open mic in the rambles. 
I've, uh, I'm like I've Max. Worked... It's 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 ten degrees and it's Christmas. You don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I did um I did a Zoom mic on Christmas, and that I think was one of the saddest things I've done. <laughs> Max, why would you do that? Because I was just here alone. I um my roommates left, and uh I didn't go home for the holidays, so I was just like, might as well uh uh drink whiskey alone and do Zoom mics. <laughs> I mean, there's so many other things you can do that go in tandem with drinking whiskey alone that aren't even sadder than drinking whiskey alone. Yeah. Do you think Do you think drinking whiskey alone is less sad than drinking whiskey and doing a Zoom mic? Like if I just sat and did nothing? No, I think there's pride and courage in just drinking whiskey alone. Doing a Zoom mic <laughs> is just shameful and sad. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's basically all there is right now it's too cold to be outside really um, i mean I, i'm not discouraging people from doing mics or whatever you know we we gotta do something but christmas yeah i know take a day off I christmas know. i know what, what's um, it for so you can add that tag to the joke about how you're a horse jockey just yeah. take it off take a break <laughs> play video games get drunk call an ex you know i've i've been doing all those things too <laughs> oh my god yeah, well, maybe you need to take a break from that. Yeah, but I haven't reached out to my most recent ex. Um, Chloe? Yeah, I've not reached out to Chloe. Um, I've been just talking to my college girlfriend because it's Ooh. been a lot longer and there's no feelings there anymore. So I think it's a loophole to talk to. That's nice. Older. Now, are you talking for companionship or do you want something to happen? Um, I mean, she's with someone, so I don't think it would. And she lives like across the country. So there's a lot of obstacles. Oh, so it's just like friendly catch up. Yeah, we both um, went to school for film. So we're like reading each other's scripts. So it's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's been cool reconnecting with her. Nice. Um, I love that. I I think that's great. I I have a couple exes that if we spoke, there'd probably be a a murder at my apartment, but (laughs) <laughs> I have, I have, I have a couple that I'm friends with and one that we actually just caught up. It was like really nice. She lives with her boyfriend up on 180th and, That's uh, cool. you know, I, I want nothing but the best for anyone I've spent time with, but you know, I, uh, yeah. I, I like that with certain people. I don't think you should be friends with all your exes, you know, no, I, think, um, I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell if I end up friends with, uh, with the most recent ex. What was weird is that there's just like, there's a lot of drama throughout the relationship and a lot of um, arguing. And then when I thought, like, brought it up that it should end, it was the most clean breakup uh, I think it could have been. It was really? just like, yeah. So I was like, I was kind of surprised that in a relationship full of uh, drama, uh, an amount was, of turmoil and maybe, drama. Maybe that drama was uh, subconsciously intentional so that it would bring things to a breaking point because neither one could just go, hey. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. I think there was so much... Um, just like it was on her part even which probably was not healthy and maybe it should have been uh done sooner just a lot of well if this da, da, da doesn't happen maybe it should end like maybe it should end of this maybe it should end of that and at some point it's like maybe don't work through it if that keeps getting brought up mm-hmm. um, you know at least you're talking about it publicly and i think that's what's important i think that is what's important i think I think that's the best thing to um, keep it drama free is to keep yeah. rehashing it. Yeah, yep. to rehash it publicly, probably put it into a clip. Just like I got one follower. Of, I put it know. on a clip. It, I got like 1300 views on TikTok with a breakup joke. Oh, no. Uh, 
I, I've made promises to never share pictures, never uh, do jokes or talk in depth or anything about. Yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't very specific. I never talk about that that personal stuff. Yeah, know. it wasn't that personal. It was basically just the joke about how I that I went through a breakup. Um, I also and then, and then the tag at the end is her address. Yeah, yeah, it's her <laughs> address and like her dog's name. Um, <laughs> And like an intimate secret about getting molested you're like oh whoops <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it all goes together you've seen my act um <laughs> i also dealt with this it's like how much what's like the appropriate time to hold on to nudes for and i found Ooh. that it was uh looking at them made me sad so i deleted them <laughs> yeah i mean i think you gotta you gotta get rid of all that stuff and that's really, really hard because I, I've been in a situation before where, you know, we like broke up and everything. And then like after a month that stuff comes back and then you start looking at pictures and you're like, this is a good idea. We should be together. You know, yeah. it just yeah. makes it tough. You know, I, I mean, our parents and the generation before us never had to deal with this. You know, they, they just burned a Polaroid and moved yeah, on. Say it's just Polaroids. It's yeah. uh, not different. It's not on the cloud. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, there's a new song out by Ryan Adams yeah. called uh, Walking in the Dark. Yeah. And it is the saddest, most brutal, like, breakup song ever. He goes, there's nothing to say, not even good night. So for now, I write your name in tears in the book of my life. That's cool. Woo! <laughs> Fucking ripping cigs and drinking whiskey sadness, brother. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I um I've also found that it just it does give more time to just do I think I did way more stand-up um after the breakup just because it was also just a distraction and I wasn't yeah. like, um uh you know I had so much more free time between <laughs> like Yeah, yeah, it's it's good to find things that you like doing for you. I found I really enjoy uh playing with a deck of cards. I play a lot of different types of solitaire. That's something I do to like get my mind going before I write. I do it to decompress at night before I go to bed. I really like it. Yeah. Well, you've also been getting into uh, video games and the whole the whole Twitch world. How's yes. uh, how's that I going? I love it. Oh my god, I love it. It's so fun. I'm not good at video games, but yeah. I'm good at loudly reacting, and that's, that's very all you fun. need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what are you playing on? Uh, PS4. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm actually talking to a guy tonight about beefing up my Twitch channel and my stream, and nice. he's gonna like tell me how to make it like better, and he's gonna clip up things for me to post and everything. So I'm pretty oh, excited. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I got a PS4. I've been playing just that. Nice. What, game, what games yet. do you play? I play a lot of NBA 2K. Um, that's a big one. I've been playing um, Arkham Knight, and that one's fun just to be Batman. And I think yeah. that would be a good one. You could scream and play over. I play Spider-Man. Spider-Man's um, really good. But Is I haven't the first it. one? No, the new one, Miles new one. Morales. Oh, yeah. I want to get that um, one really badly. But uh, I, do, I do Call of Duty with my friends, and that's really fun. And then I'll do, like, a solo dolo one, and that's a good time, too. But, yeah, I, dude, me and my friends twitched the other night to like for, like, two and a half hours, and, and I was crying laughing. It was just yeah. so much fun. And also, no, during this whole mess, it feels good to, like, connect that way. You feel like you're hanging out, you know? It's nice. Yeah, no, definitely. How is, uh, 
how is like just comedy in general? I know like you did uh, a few of my things, but I know oh, for yeah, like- those were fun. Yeah, thanks yeah. for putting them on. Um, yeah, thanks for doing it. I just did Stress Factory with Atel, Big J, Voss, and that was Jessica Kirsten. It was like so fun. I spent, my birthday was December 31st and I spent at Stress Factory and it was just so wonderful. And Dave got me a cake, which is like really nice. nice. And uh, then we were back there Saturday and it was a really good time. Um, I honestly, man, I'm not too pressed about it. I know it's going to come back. You know, I'm starting like a weekly Zoom show. I have a producer, which would be great. So I won't have to worry about like, you know, like getting people there and everything. But, um, you know, I'm I'm working on other projects. I have a podcast coming out. I'm working on another podcast, um, writing sketches and everything and shooting them. So, you know. Is that, uh, I think I saw a clip of it on your Instagram. Is that um, the Bye Guys? No, that's a skit. That's a podcast that I do with Zach Amico on Gas Digital. And we're going to try to beef that up to make that, you know, like once a week. And then I'm doing one called Ian's Infinite Playlist. Mm -hmm. Where I bring people on, I ask you to pick three bands or songs you like. And we talk about them in sections. And I pick a song or two that I think you would like based off those picks. And we listen to them and rip them apart. Oh, nice. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, you gotta do it. So you're not talking, are you still thinking about bringing back a uh, Wild World or uh, Sexy in the I, City? I should have brought back Wild World when this all hit. I I, I just kind of like curled up into my own and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. But I should have brought it back, whatever. I've been talking to Jay and, you know, you know me and Jay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're having a hard time connecting on it, but we'll see, you know. I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be super easy. And we could definitely, people definitely do like watch parties with us and stuff, but you know. Yeah, especially if we're doing it like all over Zoom anyway at this point, there might be ways to set it up and stream it. But I I can get pretty overzealous and be like, I'm going to have seven projects going at once and then burn out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Have you watched any uh, Sex in the City since we stopped or did you just stop the show completely? I stopped the show completely. Yeah, I did too. I don't remember. I would like to. I would like to reboot it and start after the James episode. Yeah, which one was that? How many episodes were even covered by that point? I think it was like five. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember when I saw you, you were like, "Yeah, my agent thought that the whole um, idea of never actually talking about the show wasn't marketable." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "That's." No, people want to watch to hear about the show, not about you guys. I was like, I thought that was the hook. And he was like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. The yeah. other show that I just binged during all this time uh, with nothing to do was Entourage. Wow. There's a, there's a Entourage podcast coming out. Oh, is there? Of course. Yeah, there's like a huge push now to like do a uh, show like – release like a, a binge watch podcast or like a binge listen podcast like yeah, i might yeah. do one ah whatever but yeah 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 there's uh there's a lot of those i mean the people i think zach braff and uh donald Faison uh are doing their scrubs yeah uh, yeah yeah and there's like the office version of that um the sopranos version it's uh it's getting pretty big I'm friends with the dude from the Lumineers. We were talking about doing one where we listen, we go through every one of their songs. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't really listen to the Lumineers, so I'd have to, like, <laughs> you know, 
do a lot of homework <laughs> yeah or you could just like channel uh sexy in the city and just not just talk about what's going on in your life and never the songs i, I learned that lesson the hard way <laughs> um but yeah i think what's fun about entourage is basically uh everything they say that uh was like kind of wrong with tv and that you can't say or do anymore kind of was just the whole show and it's like pretty fun to watch because of that it's just like oh what like it's like an old like me too documentary yeah more or less and that it's just like it's all straight white guys and they're all just like hitting on women and like the jokes are all like i could just harass her for you like get her out of here and it's just like whoa oh yeah 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 Dude, the very first time I did Mushrooms, me and my buddy took him at 3 a.m. in his basement with no lights on and turned Entourage on. And they started hitting him, and he's like, hey, man, do you see all those spiders? And I'm like, what? He's like, I'm just kidding around. And then he was like, hey, listen, something bad's going to happen. I have to go get on the roof. And he just left, and he just went to go up on the Internet. He was, like, fucking with me, but I started freaking out, and Vinny Chase's face started to melt off. And just turned into a skeleton on fire. And I was like, this isn't good. He came back down. I was in the corner of the basement repeating the same thing, just punching the wall. I woke up his family to tell that he had to tell them that I uh, sleepwalk sometimes. <laughs> and I was like having a reaction to medication. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, it was gnarly. The, the first time I did acid, I watched um, SNL and Weekend Update was on. And Seth Meyers' head was just like, expanding and contrasting and i have no oh idea what he was God. even talking about but it was just like staring at him uh and i was also like kind of young when i took it i was like uh like 15 um <laughs> were you alone or were you with friends um i was with friends at the start and then uh oh no you know it lasts really long i look yeah. i went to try to go to sleep um and I closed my eyes and all I saw was just like black dragons and like swirling shit. Oh god! Um, and I was like, well, that's not going to work. And I Googled how long does acid last? And it was like, acid trips generally last about 12 hours and you won't be able to sleep. And I'm uh, like, uh, I think I took it at like 7 p.m. Yeah. And it like kicked in at 8 and it just, um, yeah, I was up all night. And uh, oh, I, I took it at 5 a.m. once and, uh, or no, like 3 a.m. And I ended up, I ended up sleeping at like, you know, nine or whatever, but uh, I I really loved acid. Acid was very like, I can't stop smiling. Ha ha ha, everything's yeah. funny. And then mushrooms would be like, um, you know, like you've been a bad son and you're a terrible person. It's like, oh, get me out of this hell. Yeah, no, I liked, I, I do like acid more. Mushrooms is always just like, um, it can be okay, but then it's just a lot of, um, I don't even know. I was just like, uh, I would take mushrooms and be like, oh, this is all stupid. I don't give a shit about anything. Mm. Um, and uh, I never got that on acid. Acid was just like, oh, well, that's neat. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because people are like, you can lose your mind on acid. And it's like, I found that mushrooms do that, but it goes away. It's just basically like long-term food poisoning. Yeah. I don't really do psychedelics anymore. The last time I did acid was just half a tab. Um and uh it was again it was like when i was still um with my ex and i again i always i'm just like impulsive so i'll just take it like too late in the day and then it's just like she's sleeping and i'm watching like tim dylan on my phone because tim dylan tim dylan's the person to to listen to when you're on acid oh my god what a nightmare when when i when i was on mushrooms for the first time my buddy called my friend and was like 
I don't think Ian's ever going to be the same. What do I do? He's, he, he can't talk. He keeps repeating the same thing and he's just going around punching things. And my buddy's like, just give him orange juice and uh, never do drugs with him again. <laughs> <laughs> Did he give you the orange juice? Yeah. 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 The I only time I would calm down was when I was around his dog and I was like petting the dog. Yeah, I think dogs are good on psychedelics. The other thing about psychedelics where I think, like, they just last so long. And I've yeah. also just, like, taken too many shits while tripping that I'm just, like, I don't need to <laughs> experience this. Dude, again. one time at Stand Up New York, my buddy called me on the phone while I was on stage, and I picked up, and I made him tell that story <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> I went to um, uh, Bonnaroo years ago with, like, high school friends. Um and I was on acid, um, and I was in a porta potty, which is like the worst place to be on acid. And the most huge burly dude, um, I guess I didn't close it enough, so it just opened it up. So I just like have to look up and be like, oh, I'm in here, and just like tripping. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Years ago, I wrote tweets for Subway. Yeah, I remember. Uh, and they were like traveling to all these music festivals and they had like a tent at Bonnaroo and I was writing all these Bonnaroo tweets and they were like, uh, you know, this is really kind of against our brand image because I was just like shitting all over Bonnaroo and just like, uh, if you're a loser, meet us at the subway tent. <laughs> like, that's not okay. <laughs> you're shitting on Bonnaroo. Is that, was Subway's brand very pro Bonnaroo? <laughs> they were pro whatever gets people in our sandwich tent you know yeah um i was looking at this uh did you ever just on top like talking about sandwiches did you ever fuck with quiznos we did quiznos in my college dorm cafeteria that's the only time i fucked with them yeah they uh they like don't exist anymore <laughs> really yeah, I look. Wow, they're the native. They're the Native Americans of subway shops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only one in like upstate New York, so I think that tracks. Yeah, and it's 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 drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's people that need their own alcohol problem. What? Yeah. <laughs> um. So, like, uh, like the new president, you're uh, you're from Delaware. Blue um, Rocks, baby. Welcome yeah. to Blue Rocks. How did uh? Did you start comedy in Delaware? Wawa. And Wawa. Yeah, baby. Um, did I send you the video of, um, there's just like a huge, there's just like a really big fight in like some Wawa and like someone's just- Oh like yeah, you sent me a lot of weird videos, but that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let me look through my phone at the weird things you send me. I miss, uh, Jay used to send weird things to me. Really? You're, well, he sent it to the group chat. Remember when he like paid like the online sex workers to say like "I love you, Max." What? You don't remember that? It was like two like Eastern European women, and like one just like had her hand down her pants, and they he just like sent the request like, and they looked like they looked like. Max sent this to me December 15th at 4 10 p.m. <laughs> what did you think of it? I thought you're late. I've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that's a good this video. Is also, this is also funny what you did. You took this picture. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that? Yeah. I remember doing that. And then you <laughs> did this. Can you see it? No, it's a little bright. Uh, there. <laughs> yeah. I fucking loved it. That there's was a, so funny. There's a lot of photos I've made over the year where I've just put my face on Jesus. So it was just like it was. Uh, it was on brand for. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, but yeah, to do. I know you did like the Philly comedy. Did you start doing any comedy in Delaware? Uh, yeah, I mean, I started in Philly, but I got gigs in Delaware because I was white. Nice. Because it was all like hood rooms. So I, um, that's how I got like a lot of shows that I just should have never been on. Um, because I like wasn't good, but yeah, I, I did all those shows in Delaware. And then I started a show at a pizza shop called Extreme Pizza. <laughs> and uh i would like mc it and then bring comics down from like new york or philly or whatever and yeah. then i i moved to new york and gave the show to someone else and it just like tanked and they got rid of it but there was a comic brandon vincent jackson who's like super funny he came up like right after me and he kind of started a little scene in delaware just like independent shows and there was a venue he found underneath a uh, t-shirt shop called space boy and they put on like great shows i went down there and like headlined it two times and it was like great i i i uh i was gonna shoot a special there but then they shut it down and you know they found another venue and wasn't too hot but um yeah that's yeah yeah i um i've not done a lot of philly comedy but i did a little bit of it uh when i was in high school just like maybe like twice three times Where? um i did the mic at helium once or twice mm -hmm. and that's a that takes forever to get on just because they would be like no, it takes like six months each time yeah um and then i did a laugh house once before it closed oh that's a club i worked yeah yeah was the um, wid was the wid hosting no i don't even remember who was hosting um oh, okay. i was there for um it was like a competition um and it was like my third time ever doing stand-up um and oh, they would wow. like clap uh uh basically for who they wanted to advance and i was out uh immediately <laughs> uh that's so funny i was also the youngest there by a lot and i think the only white person <laughs> oh dude join the club that's great i love yeah. it no yeah um so I did a little bit there and then I did just go to um, Chattanooga and did stand up like in the middle of the pandemic. You idiot. What was that like? <laughs> it was cool. I like Chattanooga a lot. I didn't think it would go well um, or I thought it would go okay. But I was like, how much are they going to really like me if I just am like this like small New Yorky Jew? Uh -huh. um, but they liked me a lot. I was like, um, I, uh, I performed in a dive bar attached to a motel that mostly wow. was doing jazz music. And wow. um, it was the type of thing where it's like just a chill place where um, we just asked my friend who I was like staying with, who uh, lives down there right now. 
uh, asked the musician if we could like do a little bit of time. Uh, and he just took a break and I ended up, I did like pretty well. There's a couple from Alabama that uh, really liked me and they wanted me to like go on again. They were like, they didn't really want the music. They wanted me to go up instead of hearing more music. <laughs> wow, they must've been so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I yeah. dated a girl from Chattanooga. Yeah, did you go down there ever? Uh, no, but I had just gotten out of rehab and I was like, I'll, I'll be Braden's father. <laughs> I was like, I could be a father to your son in Chattanooga. It was so dumb. <laughs> So that didn't work out? No. no. We met in rehab and I started to drink and she dumped me. Oh, you met in rehab. I thought it was right out. Um, yeah, and then it was right out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, news. yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of the other thing I'm about that. Uh, I think you talk about this on stage a lot, just like sobriety and all that stuff. Um, I guess the big thing is just why do you think there are so many comics that, uh, are like sober and deal with I mean even like John Mulaney um yeah has dealt with this thing do you think it definitely seems like there's some uh connection well I mean I think it gets to a point where like you know you you make a decision between whether you want to drink and have fun and be a party guy or you want to start to take things seriously you know like at the end of the day we didn't get in comedy to have I mean some people do and it's like that they get into comedy to have like a social life or a community which is like fine you know but you can really get lost in the party aspect of it yeah and um i think you know people see things they want and you know for real alcoholics the only way to get it is to put that down and, and fix yourself up you know and i think as comics you're always trying to constantly evolve uh on stage and off and at a certain point you reach a wall and you got to kind of tinker around and change a couple things and for a lot of people that may be sobriety you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I um I mean I'm not like a sober person. Um No, you don't say get but, out. But I have uh I've definitely slowed down That's good. Uh, a decent amount. Like um what's crazy is that I like don't I like barely even like smoke weed anymore. It's uh no way. despite what my background uh and despite every time I see you in public. Yeah, despite that I sound like weed a lot, but um, <laughs> no, I um, yeah, I uh, the big thing is like I haven't like uh, waked and baked in uh, a long time. Unless oh wow, the wait I haven't heard that in a while. Wake and bake, holy crap! Yeah. I remember that. Woo! What I would do is I would do like uh, I would maybe take like a hit of weed and then like work out because that's like I was just talking to a friend about that about how like that is like um. A workout stimulant yeah and it's just kind of like i think sometimes you uh can just like rush when you're working out you can just like kind of rush through it like i want to not be doing this shit anymore but like yeah. just like being a little high you just like feel everything and every muscle and you're like oh if i move just like a little if i slow down and it's like i think it helps get um me and my buddy used to get high and play baseball and that was re you're like dude i can really zoom it in the strike zone better <laughs> you know like the ball slows down and i can hit it you know? yeah it's like oh no yeah. i'm a fucking moron yeah that also might be it that just makes us think you're doing everything like way better than you are <laughs> totally totally um but yeah i don't know um i haven't done that um and uh yeah i don't know i mean i think it's good i think it's it's also just helps um 
be focused more on everything because I'm also just trying to like write more. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if you'd want to talk about this, but uh, I think before I even like worked with you, um, the uh, the thing that I saw you in a lot and I still watch a lot is just all of, like the uh, the Nikki Glazer, um, uh, like you up. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and all those clips. Um, I think the first one that I saw you in was when I think was it like Mike Racine was like confessing how he like used to have a crush on Nikki. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a funny one. Um, how do you like, uh, just, I guess through the cellar, how do you meet her and like get, uh, in that orbit? Of I did, team? um, I did a movie, Bonnie McFarlane wrote and directed a movie and I did oh. that. And that's where I met Nick and we got along real well. And then when she moved back to New York, we started hanging and then, um, just like, I get to have you on my, my show. And I was like, awesome. And so I just kind of got into that gig and it was great, you know, and, and I've been, at Sirius a million times, like doing Bennington and Jim and Sam and stuff. And so it was just like a really good fit. And, um, you know, it was, it was really fun. It really taught me a lot, you know, um, about radio and she's such a good interviewer, you know, so it was, yeah. it was really, really fun, man. It was really yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, no, really, I, really I like her show a lot. I also just like all of her, um, the off, uh, the off the air stuff. Uh, it was a lot of, uh, Andrew. Um, oh yeah on it i think he just moved to florida no he moved to st louis oh he moved to st louis oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's wild mm -hmm. um huh well that's like where nikki's been so it's, how long is she gonna be playing me there for? that seems like i mean whatever that seems like oh. an interesting move for him i don't know yeah yeah they're gonna live together and hang oh, out really so yeah yeah oh wow that's wild mm -hmm. that's funny yeah. Um, I, gotta, I gotta give him credit moving to a new area during the pandemic, you know, it's, I, I, I would be so scared, you know? Yeah. I mean, my friend did that. My friend moved down to uh, Chattanooga because there's just like more, uh, like they're still like, they're still doing comedy. I like actually performed in a club uh, down there, which That's I'm not- done. insane. I know. That's insane. I know. Um, I got I got tested when I got back though I did not catch anything. Um, Have you only been tested the one time? No, I got tested again today. I got tested yesterday. I'm over yeah. Chloe. Oh what? Oh, you with Chloe? Chloe? Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm on. I figure. I mean, the the pandemic everything makes it hard. Uh, we should like try to hang out the three of us as long as we're all still in uh in Brooklyn. Oh, that was so fun when we would hang out. Remember when we went to the movie together and she she walked into that pole? <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. My God. That was a great movie. That was like that was like almost a year ago. I feel like that was one of the last things that happened before COVID shut everything down. Oh, it was uncut gems. We saw that, I think what, in the beginning of January? Yeah, January or like February or something. Middle of January, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I just started going to movies by myself, like the midday movie and everything. And that was like so fun. And then everything just shut down. Matter of fact, I shot a pilot in New Rochelle uh, the first week in March. And the oh, next week, like three blocks over, was ground zero of the New York infection of COVID. Wow. So we wrapped and got out of the neighborhood. And the very next week, we got done on Friday. And that Monday, 
uh, was the first COVID infection. That's crazy. Have you, uh, did you ever get it or have you been negative this whole time? Knock on wood, haven't gotten it. Yeah, I've been very diligent. You know, I, I've, get tested, you know, every other week and everything just to be safe. Yeah. I'm just, you know, the anxiety of not having it is, is a lot, but you know, I'm just so worried about that reduced lung capacity. I mean, I'm smoking right now. If I can't smoke (laughs) cigarettes and ride a bike, I'll fucking put a gun to my head. Yeah. And if I can't smell or taste pussy and ass, I'm going to (laughs) fucking kill myself. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think we have to, we, it feels like we have to be like towards the end of all this shit. It's like, there is, um, well, it's very fishy that it's just one year, you know, it's like the year long experiment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty trippy, you know, to be like, to look at this like year with all this time. And it's like, well, what have you done? You know, it's like, yeah, I think at the same time, it's such a mass trauma. It's like, you know, you really get to give yourself credit it's incredibly difficult for a lot of people. And if you can't do anything, you can't be productive. Like, cool. That's fine. You know? Yeah. No, I think it's also going to be weird. Cause you can like, uh, people are going to be looking back just like with YouTube and everything. You're going to just see like, especially like the late night talk shows. There's just going to be like this year where like Colbert was in his home and just like, everything looks so weird. And then it's just going to like, I mean, go back to normal at some point. People are going to be back in studios. It's just going to be funny. Guess, that there's going to be yeah. this weird gap of um, the shows were so different. It'll really like place this time. I know, I know. It's like such a weird time capsule. And, you know, people are like shacking up for uh, COVID. You know, they're getting in these relationships. But I think the poll, the move is just go through this winter of loneliness. And then, you know, once a vaccine comes, people are going to be fucking in the streets. You know, there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and the tunnel is a woman's vagina. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be, I think you're going to be able to look at the chart, like graphs and as like COVID rates, like plummet, STD rates are going to skyrocket. It's going to oh, be. Oh, they already are. It's like super gonorrhea going around. Like yeah. all this stuff. It's, it's just, you know, to hook up during COVID is so irresponsible, you know? Yeah. Have you been doing that though? No, no. People are horny though. You know, what what can you do? You only jerk off so many times before you're like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, do you think it's real or do you think this is just like a liberal hoax? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Of course it's real. I'm not a fucking moron. (laughs) Um, It's so fucking funny. I love all the people though that are like really like, it's just funny, like, the people who really don't believe it and that they also think they're, like, free thinkers and that everyone else is a sheep. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, you know, they get it. <laughs> That's the funniest part is they're like, I'm not wearing a mask, fuck you, and then they get it, and they're like, this thing's no joke, man. Yeah, well, the, the, I don't even know who she is. It's just, like, some, like, woman on Twitter. But she was talking about... um how it's like suspicious that it's like all these like prominent Republicans are like getting this disease and dying and like not as many Democrats are. And it's just like, <laughs> the Republicans have been more like, this is bullshit. Don't yeah, well, what's me. a common denominator, you know? Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> going to the Christmas party at the White House. I mean, that conga line thing, it's just so <laughs> gross. Like, you know, just be a decent person. It's not like, 
you know, wearing a mask is making you tied. I, I mean, the way the government's handled is despicable. And the small businesses that are dying, the people that are dying, the mental health crisis and everything, it's just so terrible. And they're leaving us out to dry and we're, we're totally, totally yeah. fucked. But, you know, just the idea of like not wearing a mask to make a stance. It's like not holding a door when someone is walking behind you. It's like, it's just rude. Like, why would yeah. you just do or it to it's help like someone taking out? out your anger at like the cashier at CVS. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. what, what does that even accomplish? Or like, who are you fighting for then? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, it's a lot of people that are pent up. Our ways of life have been totally seismically shifted. It's a lot of ill-placed anger. And we're seeing just, you know, mental health issues fly through the roof and these people are fucking losing it. Yeah. No, the, um, there's just so much stuff. I mean, yeah. If the government had just like from the start been like other countries where it's like, if you uh if you have it don't leave your house we'll uh we'll bring you food we'll uh we'll uh pay for if, we'll if trump had not politicized it and just like been a paternal figure to the country and been like look we're going through unprecedented times we will get through it we need to band together he would have just waltzed into a second term you know he just totally fucked this so bad and just yeah drove such a stake through any sort of hope of of having unification in the country yeah well, even there's, I think, a lot of stuff he could have done to walk into a second term, I think, because you know how he's now like, he like was going to like veto the bill and he's like, we need $2,000, not 600. If he had just mm -hmm. said that before the election, I think that could have gotten him back in. And but instead, he like, I don't know. I like when people think that it's like, you think he's um, dumb, but he's not. He's like three steps ahead of everyone. And it's like, <laughs> I don't have that sense out of him. <laughs> No, no, and Mitch McConnell needs to die. Somebody needs to slit his throat like a stuck pig. He's yeah. such a piece of garbage. Yeah, no, he's the worst. I saw um, a meme I really liked. It's just Mitch McConnell smiling, and it was just like it said that uh, Mitch McConnell watching with joy as uh, Littlefoot's mother dies and land before time. <laughs> That's brutal. Yeah, no, he's like, he's crazy, and then he's just like, um, Oh, we're not gonna sleep get... at night. What a fucking despicable human. No, he's like a psycho. He's like, he's like the worst. It's like, he might be worse than Trump. I mean, he's just like such a psycho and like knows what he's doing. It's not just that he's like running around randomly. And he's yeah. just like, what about that? And the people that buy into it hook, line and sinker are just, it's so sad, man. So sad. Just the whole party over country thing is just so disgusting. Yeah. No, there needs to be like, Obviously, a lot of changes. I think just both parties. Obviously, like the Republicans are doing like more damage right now, but it's just like I don't know. I feel like the Democrats can do more too. They're just like um, they always talk about throughout the last four years. It's like Nancy Pelosi really has leverage right now. It's like she's gonna get this thing done, and it's like I don't think she ever had leverage. I don't know if she's played the game that well. It's just like uh, do you know Jace Avery? No. He has an Instagram account called Sad Drawings by Jace. And they're so funny. He drew a drawing of Mitch McConnell next to Nancy Pelosi. And Mitch McConnell, his talk bubble said, fuck the poor. Oh, yeah. And Nancy Pelosi's talk bubble said, fuck the poor. But it had, like, a black fist and, like, yeah. a rainbow flag and, like, a heart and, like, yeah. you know, like, the Jewish flag and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, no, I, I did mean, see that. I did see so that. Gross. It's so funny. Um. I've seen that a lot, though. It's uh, it's like um, 
I've seen things where it's like, oh, can we have health care? And Republicans are just like, no. And then Democrats are just like, no, but with a heart and like a peace sign emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. And, and it's so transparent, the fact that people don't, you know, I, I mean, it's so gross, man. There, there should be blood in the streets and it shouldn't be citizen against citizen. It should be us against the government. But, you know, like when the conservatives started marching in Michigan about the mask, it's like any sort of talk back to the government got laughed out of the building because it was like, you guys are ridiculous. You're complaining about not going to a hair salon, you know, but like they, there is legitimacy in the fact that the government is mistreating us and there should be, you know, like an uprising and putting pressure on them because at the end of the day, we vote them in. And that's why the tea party was so popular because they turned the Republican party into a populist movement, you know, and it was no longer, we vote for, you know, like, you're, you're my constituents. It's no, you're my politician and we will vote you out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are getting really fed up. I mean, you can see it with like McConnell's house was vandalized and uh, Pelosi's house was vandalized. Right. Um, I've seen people think that I saw people talk about like Pelosi's house being vandalized and they're like, oh, it's very interesting that they just spray painted on the garage, not on the bricks. They were like, and like, they thought there was like some false flag and that like, it's just like, dude, if they drew it on the brick, no one could read it. <laughs> it's like- People that's will do any amount of mental gymnastics not to just accept the fact that we're all fucked. Yeah, or that it's just like, um, they'll do mental gymnastics that it's also like uh, Nancy Pelosi's so insidious that like, she's like gonna put a pig head on her own sidewalk on like in front of her own house and then try to cover it up just so we don't see. It's like, well, then what's her game? Does she want to cover it up or does she want to- yeah, I mean, the, it, you know, the, it's not a whole world full of Jesse Smollett's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not a world full of Jesse's. No, no, not everyone's a Jesse. Um, uh, <laughs> not all Jesse's. No, um, it was a Jesse's girl. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So what do you think? Uh, um you're trying to do what's what's like as soon as this uh, is like over i think what i'm trying point. to do is just end this podcast yeah and i think uh, <laughs> uh get out of here as soon as possible um <laughs> uh what do you mean what am i trying to do like uh when this is all over like what's uh what's next and like with like just like comedy wise what you're trying to um do next you have any like uh were you was anything like derailed that specifically anything you're trying to get out there yeah dude i was fucking writing on a netflix show that got canceled i fucking you know i had a bunch of headlining club weekend set up and those got canceled and i'm not a big enough draw to be prioritized in getting back there so you know, comics like Regan and Nikki and everything are getting the club weekends now rather than, you know, I was getting them because the managers like me and I'm funny, but I don't have a huge fan base. So they were like, you know, papering the room and everything. And the goal, like I, I was supposed to do Laugh Boston and I'm like, so we're going to give you two nights and then like in six to nine months, we'll give you, you know, the four or whatever. I was like, great. Mm -hmm. It just all went away, you know. Um so the goal is to get that back, but you know, I, I have other projects I'm working on and, you know, pitching shows and everything. So, you know, it's just a matter of, I, I think, 
I think it, it's helped me kind of slow down and just be like, okay, like, you know, stand up, it's going to come back and it's going to be huge. It's the only form of entertainment that's been going on the entire pandemic in yeah. New York, you know, and the people that have been coming to shows have been great, you know, and I think once it opens up, people are going to, any excuse to leave the house, any excuse to deviate from the normal. And I think it's going to come back. It's going to be huge. It's just a matter of time and filling up the time between now and then. And, you know, like I, I, I really made stand up my life and right now stand up doesn't care about me. And so I have to accept that like making stand up or my career, my number one thing is always going to be disappointing at the end of the day, you know, cause the second it doesn't go like incredibly well, uh, I am like, I'm sad. And it's like, it's never going to be exactly what I want. If I let that dictate my emotional well being, then I'm setting myself up for failure, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, in a, in a way, I think that's been good. You know, I kind of needed that wake up call, I guess, but you know, it's like, well, also what else can I do? You know, but put one foot forward, work on things and just, you know, have ducks lined up. So when it opens up, things will be all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I'm just trying to do whatever. I mean, this has not been as drastic for me because I wasn't like booked like to headline anything. Um, so I feel like I've been able to use this time to actually just like get better and like hone um, the stand-up skills. I mean, I'm doing a show tomorrow um, at uh, this place in Brooklyn called the Arrogant Swine. Um, oh yeah, I've been there. That's great. Yeah, Mark Norman's on the show. It's the first time I'm on a show with him. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So, fun, man. Yeah. It's a great venue. They they got a lot of people, and it's funny, man. People are coming out. It's 20 degrees. And people are just sitting by the heat lamps, you know, it's great. Yeah. No, I mean, it's still been, I've, I've done a lot. I think what was interesting, at least for like the comics at my level uh, during this is it kind of put in a weird way, a little more power towards us just because there's like, uh, uh, I mean, it's all these things we could have done at any point, like set up a mic in a park or like do a thing in your backyard. And people just didn't really like think to do that for the most part. It was just like, mm -hmm. well, there's, you go to mics at bars. Uh, if you wanna have a show, you need to like either get in with a club or get in with a bar. And mm -hmm. here, I think it just like kind of opened up people's eyes to that, like they have a lot more control over. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also it's funny that like, uh, you know, bar shows never paid and now they all do. And it's like, couldn't we have been doing this the whole time? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, during the pandemic, it's like the most money I've made in comedy, um, which, you know, that's like 60 or $70. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, but it's, it's still cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Get paid anything to do this. Um, I know, isn't it wild? yeah yeah it's, it feels so affirming and good you know yeah no I got I was um I got asked to do um uh perform at a party but it was like the weekend I was in Chattanooga so right. that was like a cool moment definitely like in the middle oh, that of you had to turn something down because you're already busy yeah nice that it was like that I had to turn down like um a private event because I was doing like road work uh, right, right. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, it was cool. During a pandemic, no less. Good for you, Maxie. 
yeah no definitely uh <laughs> but whatever at risk myself and people but it's like yeah 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 but it's just um, you need to go be a super spreader elsewhere yeah i had um i went to a bar down there just to like pick up food with my friend and there was a woman just in the most of the people were actually pretty good there was a lot of people wearing masks down there and like taking it seriously and then there's just mm -hmm. one woman in a bar talking about uh the government and uh whatever <laughs> thing um i don't know i like kind of said that before i just i i think it is the most interesting where it's like people who are like um we're the free thinkers we're thinking for ourselves and it's like oh well that's weird because you all kind of are saying the same thing i know it's the same thing as you know like with goth and punk people when yeah. they're like we're different it's like well you're all dressed the same in the same place like you know just be yourself like you don't have to dress a certain way just because you like this music you know but yeah like I, I used to be a huge metalhead and i remember this kid was like how you you don't really like metal you don't wear all black and i was like what <laughs> my mom shops for me at sears i'm in sixth grade what are you talking about <laughs> you know? yeah. i think that's why like some of that stuff is is laughed out of the room like you know when like and but it's fun you know you're a kid and you like get a mohawk and everything and it's you know a form of rebellion but then like after a certain age you're like okay just fucking cool it you know and and like the fact that so many people don't have the self-awareness to be like you know to to be like i'm a free thinker and that mask is a muzzle it's like yeah well, you know i i don't yeah um, you're a free um, thinker or no thinker <laughs> yeah um I don't know. Um, but I think, uh, oh, well, that's what it is. You get to the places where it's like, people are like, everyone's out to get you. And it's like the Pizzagate people are like, like almost, because they're like, they're almost there. Because you find I, out that- I think we're we're all just so lost that we're all just looking for answers. Yeah. You know? And sometimes what I think there is no answer because life is cruel and unfair. Yeah. But it's like, because it's like they're almost there with like, there are these like groups of elite pedophiles who are like high up in society. But mm -hmm. then they're like, but this pizza shop in DC is like the center of it all. And it's like, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. I'll watch some of the stuff and I'm like, yeah, it kind of doesn't make sense. But, you know, it's like, ah, I can't go down that hole, you know? No, it's a weird, it's a weird rabbit hole. I, um, I was going down it a little bit last night just because it's like, what, it's a fun thing to do um but then it's just like man it's just i think it's also just like a sense of belonging it's like we're all in on the real truth yeah. yeah what uh what rabbit hole did you go down um it was like uh it was like part of pizzagate but it was very focused on bob saget <laughs> Like they showed, they showed a clip from a uh, Bob Saget's roast where um Gilbert Godfrey is just keeps talking about how um Bob Saget like raped and murdered someone and how mm -hmm. they're just like and basically everyone's punchline was about how he was like a pedophile who fucked the Olsons and they're like see it's all out in the open and it's like no this is like this no is like, it's just a juxtaposition of him being America's dad and actually being like doing bad things it's funny yeah um. But uh, yeah, I saw someone was just like, oh yeah, you gotta, there's like so much there to like the Bob Saget stuff. And it's like, there's like, there's nothing here. Jokes, 
you know yeah, I, I hate the whole thing how people take jokes seriously you know like sometimes it's fun to say the wrong thing sometimes it's yeah you know it's it's a left turn like not everything has to have a deeper dark meaning to it it's so exhausting yeah especially if they're the also- whole world is full of the whole world's full of english majors that don't have jobs so they are just trained to overanalyze everything and they want a fucking good grade for it yeah i don't know if that's who these guys are though. <laughs> well you know <laughs> i don't know i mean the fucking nerds that dissect comedy yeah those people for sure those people for sure um uh well it's funny because i feel like a lot of the people who are also saying that um uh like bob saget's a pedophile probably are also about like oh the liberal elite and they're like no one can take a joke anymore but then they're like com- they're like it's, they also don't even understand all so hypocritical man it's just so hypocritical everybody's a fucking hypocrite and it's fucking stupid and you know and it's like when you see that everywhere, you go searching for it, and then that becomes your reality. Like, I saw yeah. a video of these, like, anti-masker uh, QAnon people yeah. at a skate park. This, like, pro skateboarder gave a bunch of kids skateboarding gear. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids' mom was calling the police and was like, you're a pedophile. Why are you giving th- gifts to, to children? And he's like, because... When I was a kid, skateboarders gave me stuff and it made me feel included. And they're like, no, you're a pedophile. And it's like, people's minds are so warped. When you just look for shit, you're going to find it. You know, it's like when you look for racism everywhere, you're going to find it. When you look for pedophiles everywhere, you're going to find it. When you look for, when you think everyone's out to get you, everyone is because that's the, the, the glasses you put on to view the world. Yeah, and and these these people are just you know, and we're all losing our mind. We're all cooped up, you know. We're we're all being told so much false information. You don't know what to believe, and it's it's really unfortunate. Yeah, this is. I mean, if there's any time to like cut people slack for uh, just like going fucking crazy, it's for sure right now. Yeah, but at the same time, no one wants to be empathetic about it because they're like, you have to live to a higher standard and politicians are assholes but we get to treat everyone like a politician it's just fucking nuts you know yeah my favorite um my favorite quotes is uh john stewart said something about how uh people always ask comedians like where's the line on like what's like takes it when are you taking things too far but no one asks that of like politicians right yeah um but yeah i think that i think we covered a lot i think this was uh fun um yeah thanks man. i hope uh we get a chance to just work on other stuff the other yeah. same podcast or anything i mean let's just bombard jay you know yeah <laughs> try to make it yeah, happen again we can harass jay until he uh he caves yeah right i was thought. thinking of uh this was like too much effort to actually plan and do it well, but I thought it would be funny if um in the middle of this Jay just like popped up and was like that would have been so fun. I would have yeah. loved that. That would have been yeah, funny. it would have been cool. Yeah. Um just thinking about it. Uh my that was so good. fun when we did that, man. That was great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to plug, social media or anything. It's my Instagram, iAnimal69, I-A-N-I-M-A-L-6-9. That's also my Twitch, twitch.tv slash I-A-N-I-M-A-L-6-9, Animal69. And uh, I have a podcast coming out called Ian's Infinite Playlist. Check that out. Uh, Bye, guys, on Guest Digital.
And uh, yeah, I post videos every day and, and I just, um, you know, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, Max. Yeah, no, thanks for doing this. This is a really fun episode. Uh, hey, people uh, should definitely uh, like, subscribe, rate. I'm, uh, I tell people I, uh, I'm, I have a higher rating than Joe Rogan right now with my uh, like five Family? positive, five <laughs> positive reviews. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been the MaxCast. I hope you enjoyed it.